What's up, everybody? It's your host, Jamie J, here on the Jamie J Podcast, doing something a little bit different today in that I'm taking some audio that I recorded today from an incredible one-hour session I had with five amazing people, and it was so impactful about how we can give back right now that I wanted to take this time to share it with you. So jump on board, strap in, it's a long one, have some fun, enjoy it, and find those opportunities where you can give back. That's how we do it. All right. <laughs> and I'm Neil Thrussell. I'm from Calgary, and we've got guests from in the in the mountain time. We've got people in uh, Pacific time, and we have a guest from the land of down under. Michael's with us, and we'll get some introductions later. But we're here to talk about picking up your life in this terrible time, this terrible – like. There's nothing we can do about what's going on. The only thing that I have control over is my attitude. And so recognizing that it's my attitude that can control how I see the world, I am choosing to be positive. So Neil Thrussell here from Calgary, Alberta. Jamie, who are you? Where are you? Neil, thank you so much. My name is Jamie Adamchuk. I'm with UE Coaching. I share my time between Vancouver, British Columbia, and Carson City, Nevada on occasion. And sometimes you can even find me down in Florida. Uh, I'm here today. This all came about because you and I, Neil, we had a quick little text discussion just on text. It's like, hey, we should do a Facebook Live. And and you kind of question me a little bit. You know, what's your thoughts? I'm like, man, there is opportunity out there. There's so much opportunity. And I'm not talking about capitalizing. I'm talking about shifting the narrative from all the doom and gloom to really seeing the positive, really changing that mindset so that we're not going down that rabbit hole. We're climbing out of it into the beautiful sunshine. That, of course, uh, evolved into the rest of our amazing guests that we've got here. And since Bailey, since you're right on below me, I'd like to welcome you in. Bailey, tell us all about yourself. Thanks, Jamie. So I'm Bailey Tobin. I'm from Prince George, British Columbia, and I own two businesses. I have a home decor store, which is called Theory at Home, and I also have an interior design business. I've had Theory for eight and a half years now and the design business for 12. And until this week, I had employed nine people, which I had to lay off most of them. But we're going to be okay with all of that. And I'll go into it a little bit more, how we're kind of coping through that. Awesome. Thank you so much for that, Bailey. Mick, Mick Scottney, he's you're right on below in my screen. You're right on below Bailey. So I'll pick on you next. Mick, welcome. Uh, thanks very much, guys. Um, yeah, I'm from Mount Isa, Queensland, down in Australia. Um, and when Jamie messaged me and said, hey, you know, we've been chatting this week about opportunities in business and opportunities in the world at the moment and all the things that are going on, he said, uh, do you want to jump on a call? And I was, yep, that's perfect because I'm, like Jamie said, changed the narrative. Uh, that's something that I've been uh, really trying in our own businesses. And I have a, uh, a contractor business, reasonable size contractor business. We have about 75 employees. Um, and I also do business coaching through Awaken Business, my other business. Um, and, and that's where I help other small businesses try to 
uh, change their mindset and really, really dominate in business and, and take advantage of the opportunities out there in the world. So I'm pumped to get started and talk about all the all the opportunities and I'll and I'll go through some stuff how we what we're doing at the moment and we're pretty lucky where we are at the moment. It hasn't quite touched us yet, but um, economically it obviously has. Um, so yeah, um, thanks very much, guys. I can't wait. Outstanding. Thank you so much, Mick. John, my brother John Ross. There you are. Last but certainly, certainly not least, welcome on. Give us your bio. Introduce yourself, my brother. Yeah, my name is John Ross. I'm from Edmonton, Alberta, Canada. I've got a construction contracting business and also a wealth education business, which also does investments and things like that. My biggest passion is just redefining how we view wealth and inspiring other people to take advantage of that and create their own financial freedom, create their own life on their terms. And I have literally been vibrating the last week with all the opportunity that's going around. It is absolutely unbelievable. And, and, and if I'm, I'm here to tell that people that if you're waiting for the government to save you, you better stop <laughs> waiting. You got to save yourself. It is not going to happen. You're inside your house. Good. You're quarantined. Now's the time to take some time. You're forced to sit at home. You're forced to be unemployed. Take this opportunity. Figure out something else. It, it's unbelievable. The greatest fortunes in the world were built in the worst times. The point of maximum opportunity is the point of maximum pessimism. And we're almost there. I don't think we're quite there, but we're almost there. Hallelujah, brother. Yes. <laughs> Everyone on this call is on the, the panel here is you're preaching to the choir. We are all 100% in that it's what we do with it. Like the tra it is a tragedy. It's a travesty. It's here and it's upon us. What are we going to do? And I, for me, the first mind shift was, is that this is not happening to me. This is happening for me so that I can learn and do it. So it, it's freed up tons of time. I wouldn't normally be able to do this call at this time with Jamie. But as like life has it, we now have the time. So we're capitalizing, we're getting together and we're working with community and I'm loving it. So thank you all for being on the call and thank you panel for being here. Thank you, thank you, I'm excited. Absolutely, yeah. Definitely. Key today is opportunity, right? And I think each, each of you on the panel here, uh, Bailey, Mick, John, you've all got some opportunities. Bailey, I had the opportunity to speak with you a little bit earlier and I'm excited. You shared something really cool with me with what you're about to do. And I'd love for you to share that here so that, you know, the entire world, the good old WWW world out there that's seeing us on social media has an understanding of what you're about to do. So share that with us, please. So it's something small that came to me this morning because I do have a brick and mortar store and we are a small business. We have closed our doors because we didn't want to put any of our employees in harm's way. And also we're a luxury brand. So unfortunately right now, not getting as many sales as we would like. So we did have an order that has shipped um, from another local company, another small business called KPR Naturals. And she started making hand sanitizer and I have 48 of them arriving on Monday. I already had people that were wanting to buy them, but I've just decided to give them all up for free. If you are elderly, you don't have a bottle. Um, my husband is a realtor, so he's not super busy right now either. And we're just going to drive around and we're going to leave them on people's front doorsteps. And we've asked to get as much more bottles as we can coming in. As long as our supplies can come across the border into, from the U.S., then we'll just keep doing it. 
and I've talked to other small businesses and companies and said, like, I can't afford to keep buying it because I'm still buying it. I'm just not selling it. So they're now on board if we can get as much as we can. And it's kind of like the community coming together and showing just in little ways what we can do. That is amazing. Very cool. That is yeah. That's what it's all about. You taking this opportunity, remember, it's all about opportunity and making something amazing out of it. Sure, you could do like so many others are and put it on Amazon and mark it up 10 times. But I think you know- Which I never do. <laughs> yeah. And that's not the right thing to do. No. We've seen people that do that, that are looking to, I hope, oh, there's Neil, he went off for a second there. We've seen people that are looking to make that quick buck and you're doing quite the opposite. You're costing the company some money by bringing this in, by, by, by having this happen. Yet at the same time, you're making such an impact, giving this to those people who need it, being able to give it away free. Number one, how does that make you feel as an entrepreneur, as a business owner, to be able to do something that big? I'd love to hear. Uh, it makes me feel really good because I rely 100% on our community giving back to us for us to be able to open our doors and pay all of our staff. So if there's little small things that we can do, then why wouldn't we? Absolutely. The best way for people to get a hold of you, say I am you know, a, an older person or whatnot and I needed to get some, how can I get a hold of you to say, hey, you know what, I'd, I'd love to get a bottle of that. I'd love to be able to use that. How can I do that? So I would probably say to DM me, probably either on Facebook or Instagram, and we're Theory Hardware. And if you want to get a hold of it that way, or you can even just find me personally, Bailey Tobin. And because I don't have that many bottles, I will be picking. But I just ask people that don't take it if you don't need it and make sure that there's other people that really do need it. So just be conscientious of that. Awesome. That's incredible. One other question while we still uh, while we still got you here on the line with the layoffs and stuff that you've had yes. to do. How did that go? How did it all happen? And maybe how did you come to that decision to 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 take that step? Well, it wasn't an easy decision because most of us have worked together for some of us for 15 years, some of us for nine, and then mostly everybody for three years. So we've kind of built this family and we we actually are each other's family with each other's all families combined in together. So I wanted to make sure that they were taken care of and also that in the end they have a store to come back to. So if I kept them, I'd have to reduce their hours, then their EI would be lower than they could possibly get, or it would just be more money out of our savings that would that needs to go towards our rent. So we're just really making sure there's something for them to come back to. Awesome. That's incredible. Right. And that does give them that opportunity right away. Like you said, if you were to hold on and, you know, scale back the hours when it does come time to review those EI forms, we know that's going to have an effect and we know that's going to impact that. So good on you guys yeah. for taking that step right away and stepping up and doing that and really, really helping them out. Incredible. My brother, Rick, down yeah. from the land down under, tell us opportunity. What does that mean to you? So opportunity for me, um, that means opportunity. And I really love the the thread that Tobit uh, that that Bailey went on um, about <clears throat> giving hand sanitizer away because you know the small business community is businesses shutting down, there's restaurants, there's all that kind of stuff going on. And for me, it's about uh, innovating or thinking a little bit differently. Is like, what do my customers need right now? And whatever that is, give them that. You don't have to profit off it, but give it to them. You know, if you're a supply business and your customers need toilet paper, go find a supplier, get toilet paper, buy two pallets of it and give it to your to your customers. Um, like hand sanitizer, that, <clears throat> these kinds of things and the dividends that that'll pay long term, I see, 
will be it'll change the game of your business forever because when it comes back everybody you touch will remember that you helped them out in a time of need for free asking for no money and the impact that'll make on the value of your business and the value of your brand will be amazing and one of the things that i've offered to do is any small business in australia you know that needs help that want to talk i'll give my coaching service for free you know like just give us a call let's jump on and whatever you need i can help talk you through maybe we can talk about some opportunities or innovate or see if there's a way that i can help you to try and one reduce how many layoffs you have to make because in australia we haven't we're, we're probably um a month or so behind the us in terms of the, where we are we're, you know we're a gathering can't have a gathering of more than 100 people for non-essential so some small businesses are still in operation you, you know you go to a restaurant there might be five people in there instead of 50 or at least they haven't shut their doors yet and it's still stuff to keep going so businesses can still do things to innovate you know if you're a coffee shop go and deliver if you're a you know there's heaps of different things that are going on so for me opportunity is two things it's like what do my customers need right now and let's do that okay it might not be what you traditionally made money doing but let's do that find what it is um and then the other part of that is to add value to them like give it away help your customers in a time of need whatever it is they need give it to them you know one of the things that our business has done um, is we've ordered it hasn't turned up yet it turns up shortly is a uh, handheld uvc sterilizer which is a sterilization lamp so if, uh, say there was an uh, infected or a case of COVID-19 in a premises, you could come in and you could sterilise the place with UV light, a um, few seconds waving it over the surfaces and it kills off any bacteria, including um, viruses like COVID-19. So, um, and it has been tested against us. So we've ordered one of them so that we can give it to our customers if they have a, a case of COVID-19 so they can sterilise their place and get back up and running within a certain amount of time, you know. so. Um, and again, we can charge for that, charge you handsomely for that, but we're giving it away. It's just a service we're providing. You know, that's one of the things that our contractor business is doing. So I really, um, I really see there's opportunity everywhere. And regardless of the opportunities in business, there's opportunities in wealth, which um, John will touch on because that's his area of expertise. So there's so many opportunities in the world at the moment. But yeah, that's that for me. That's what I see opportunity at the moment. Humongous. Thank you for that. Right, we're yeah. seeing, we're seeing something really consistent here. It's that idea, that sense, that feeling of giving back, of really giving something back, not worrying about the cost, not looking to capitalize on here, but really giving back. Right. Um, you know, one of the things that I I, I do as well, I, I've done some coaching with Tony Robbins, of course, and all that, and he's got his six human needs, and it's really that sixth human need that need of contribution that each one of you are really filling in because you get to get all your other needs met when you get that need of contribution bailey giving out that sanitizer yeah you think it's a small thing but for someone who doesn't have it someone who can't get their hands on it that's a really big thing right don't definitely don't devalue what you're doing because it's going to make an impact someone that hasn't had the opportunity or maybe even someone that just can't get out you know, maybe they're in that group of people that are highly susceptible to it. They don't want to take a chance at getting out. Here you guys are. You're going to go around, deliver it and all that. That's big, right? Mick, doing the sterilization and all that, really helping people out. If they found a case of it coming in and doing that, amazing, amazing. Brother John, this brings us to you. Tell us, contribution, opportunities. Yeah. What do you see? You and I had a conversation earlier this week. Uh, and you talked about literally shaking. And at first I'm thinking, no, he's not scared. He's not freaked out about this. And he said, no, 
I'm shaking because of the opportunity. Brother, tell us about that. Yeah, well, I mean, you've got all these beautiful humanitarian, you know, generous people not trying to profit out of everything. And I feel like a crony capitalist over here just waiting, just prying in the wings. But two sides of it. One, I've spent the last week coaching other people, mostly business owners, not intentionally. I, I didn't even set out to. I just received a bunch of phone calls and started to realize that a lot of the things that I deem common sense and just I did early on, they're not common sense. So I'm one, I'm, I'm creating a course on how to thrive during this. It's called uh, Turn Panic into Profits. That's coming out. There will be a free 30-minute kind of intro version of it that goes over the main point. Then there'll be a paid version that's much more in-depth if they choose to. It's But there's no obligation. I'd love to just share this information with people for free. And on the opportunity side regarding business or the stock market or real estate or whatever, you know, I've got a good analogy because so many people when it comes to investments and it comes to emotions and it comes to times like this, they, they, they panic and they freak out when they make decisions that they're going to regret later on. And the easiest way I've come to think about it is if any one of us went into a Starbucks on a Friday afternoon and the little barista was behind there and said, hey, you know what? Today we're giving away all our drinks for 50% off. What would you guys do? You'd be like, all right, I'm going to buy more. I'm going to get a Vente instead of a tall, which is actually bigger than a tall, whatever. And, you know, you'd take advantage of this and, and you'd be like, oh, my God, they're giving it away for 50% off. I got to get more. I'm going to buy a gift card. I'm going to bring my friends. But when Starbucks, the stock goes 50% off, people freak out. They lose their mind. They think the world is going to crash and everything's going to die did you forget people drink coffee for 2 million years or whatever it is? Like they're going to, one of you guys is drinking coffee right now. Like, you know, they're going to drink coffee tomorrow. There you go. So I'm not saying rush out and invest in things that you don't understand. Cause that's, that's gambling. That's more dangerous than anything, but ask yourself simple questions. Like in times of strife in times of hardship in times of great economic prosperity, what's consistent with people's spending habits you know, if, 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 you're, if you're worried about luxury brands or you don't understand cruise lines, just ask yourself a basic, simple quest, set of questions. When I have no money and I'm worried about things, what do I still prioritize? What do I still spend? You know, and, and there's tons of opportunity around. And, and on the business side of it, all of us are in business in one way or another. Times like this, people don't know how to manage their finances. They, they haven't planned for these kind of moments. And unfortunately, there are going to be a lot of people, competitors, you know, that aren't going to be here if this continues to drag out longer and longer. And I don't I don't wish that upon anybody, but it's a reality. So don't prey on the misery of others, but anticipate that there's going to be opportunity if you position yourself correctly. Just as simple as your marketing dollars. A lot of people pull marketing dollars back right now, but all your impressions, all your AdWords, your campaigns, they, it's an auction. It's a live auction that gets bid up and bid down based on supply and demand. Well, right now there's no demand. So your cost per click just dropped through the floor. So you should be plowing dollars into the marketplace if you're in this for the long run. That's yes. Yeah, go, go ahead. Go ahead, Neil. No, I'm just, I just, I, I, what's, I can't even think of the word. I am so under <laughs> <to> that. Yes. <laughs> right. The, the opportunity is really there. And I mean, you know, John, you shared something really pertinent there is think about it. When you're in that place where you've pulled back on everything, what are you still going to use? What are the things that you're going to need? The light bulb started going off for me there, right? Oh, you know, I'm going to need this. I'm going to need that. There's a lot of things that I'm still going to need. Um, I was at, you know, Superstore today, shopping chain and all that. 
yeah, I think they trade on there. People are still going there. Maybe that's something that I've got to look into. I'm not the stock guy by any means, <laughs> but it's, it's those things, right? What am I still going to use? What am I going to need? Because you know what? We are coming out of this, yes. right? And, and, and the one thing that I wanted to share too that really brings into light you know, we talk about all the time about all the people that have passed away from this. And, and last I checked, it was yesterday, 10,500 somewhat people have passed away from this. But the news isn't reporting on how many people have actually gotten better. How many people have actually, you know, regained their health from this? The number is in excess of 90,000, 90,000 people. The news isn't reporting on that. And this is what we need to start to share out there, not the doom and gloom, but the real upside, the, 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 the opportunity among it all, and the different mindset of positivity. We are going to get through this thing. Oh, now, yeah. question for everyone here, and I think this is a pretty pertinent question here. I've asked it was. <laughs> the world. Him. Oh, did we come back? Are we back? Yep. We okay. need your question. Okay, yeah. I believe that the world is in the process right now of moving on. I believe it's really moving on. Things are happening differently. Uh, many employers, you know, in, in the larger tech companies and all that, they've sent their people off to work from home because they can work remotely. I think that we're on the precipices of a, of a dynamic change. I'd like to just get some insight. I mean, we, we don't have our crystal balls to look into the future. But what do, you know, what do all of you think is going to be different come July, August, when we're out of this, when that time has passed? What do you guys think? I'll jump in. I think there is going to be, from many industries, if you can work at home, they're going to definitely encourage work at home because it reduces the com a corporation's bottom line when they don't have to pay for your office space. Absolutely. Just, just my thought. And the people, all of the life coaches, all of the fitness coaches that have been forced to move online, I don't think they're going to move back into the box stores when we're done. Yeah, I'd agree with that. Other thoughts? I, I think that um, I think that has huge implications, not only um, with people moving online, but in the real estate game, then there's a whole stack of office space up for grabs, which is premium, premium space. And they make big, big dollars in the cities. So all of a sudden, all these big, uh, massive office spaces, they want to halve, uh, they want to halve their office space in the city. There's, then this changes the real estate game and has a huge impact on that too. So there might be opportunities then for other businesses to get in on um, some advantages in that. And I, and I do think that um, once people realize that they can deliver online or they can work remotely and still get the same or better outcomes that um, that that will be a big transition and a lot of people will go that way. Um, they will, I, I do think there will still be some that will go back the other way, back to what they were, but not to the same extent. That's where I think, you know, the business will still have the, the, the office in the city, but instead of five floors, they might only have two now. And then you come to the office one day a week instead of five days a week and you share desks and things like that will change. So they reduce, you know, and, and that'll have a huge impact, but that'll have big impacts on uh, office furniture stores. Um, so then you've got to think, well, what do people need at home? They need a different type of desk. They don't need the cubicle desks. They need a different setup for their home because most people don't have a nice desk set up at home. So let's then do something in that way. So that as a business owner, you go, all right, so 
let's look at home desks instead of commercial office desks and let's focus on that area because that's what's going to be needed as more and more people they want to make their home office a lot nicer so then they'll upgrade upgrade their home office and, and do a few things like that so that, that's where i see opportunities and with the transition where, where everyone being online and whether it goes back or not i think there's still huge opportunities and it'll have a big impact of can't wait to see what goes on gotcha so Great. Let, yeah. oh. A little bit off of Michael, he was talking about, you know, being at home and working from home. So coming from interior designer, we have now moved our business to each one of our homes. We're communicating that way. But I also think we're going to see when we come out of this, there's going to be a lot of home renovations and a lot of people wanting to make a change in the, with construction, renovations, new home, moving on to new things, because there's only so much time you can spend between your four walls and not want to redo something. <laughs> yes, <laughs> and that's a really, really, really wow. super valid point, right? I, I yeah. wasn't even thinking along those lines, but Bailey, that makes so much sense, right? People are only going to look at those four walls for so long, and then it's time, time to do something. So there's that opportunity again, right? Builders out there, home renovators and all that, listen to this. There is opportunity maybe now, like, and John, you said it, right? AdWords, everything's down. The cost is inexpensive. Maybe this is the opportunity to start sharing who you are, what you're doing to make a socially responsible impact right now, so that when this is all over, those people remember you, right? This is great. Now, question for, you know, a question for, for you, John, and for you, Mick, you guys both have uh, service type businesses where you're actually going out there, you're going to a client's um, uh, workplace, home, whatever it is, John with the decks and all that. What changes in that respect if anything what do you guys think i'll let you go first john yeah well i mean where we're at currently uh we have a seasonal business so we haven't really fired up anyway um so if this is a short-term thing it's not going to affect too much i'm anticipating and planning it for to be a long-term thing because then it changes my plans to make sure that i'm poised for the opportunity later on and um i truly believe that when this is over, you know, everybody during a recession or a depression, everybody always talks about, you know, the customer's not buying, the customer's not buying, but they always forget that the business goes out of sale. The business goes out as well. So you've got this kind of step down where it's like clients come down, contractors come down, clients come down. So I actually plan on taking a big market share after this is all over and, and benefiting from it because there's a lot of people who won't be in business, not just clients anymore. Yeah. And uh, to the earlier point about like, what does this do to people and their, their perception of working at home? I, I think it creates a massive demand for, for coaching, for therapy, for communication, for workshops, because when we accelerate the digital revolution, you take people away from each other where they're normally meant to figure shit out. They're normally meant to be in, you know, you don't have any office COVID talk anymore. There's no more office. There's no more office. There's no more cooler. There's no more bitching and complaining about the boss. What are you going to do? Like, so I think there's going to be a huge demand for people like you, Jamie, coaching for all sorts of different coaching because people are going to be sitting there with their spouse or their kids or their dog, and it's just going to be them in four walls. Like after they've renovated it five times and Bailey's happy as that, but everybody else is sitting there like, what am I going to do? Like I can only talk to my dog so many times. There's nobody here. Like, One of my friends has mentioned that he's uh, – his- Answer, his background is Chinese, and he said the increase in divorces in the province of Wuhan has gone up dramatically. <laughs> yeah. There you go. Wow. There you go. Wow. Yeah, and from what from what you said, John, about um, as the clients come down and as work comes down, lots of businesses will struggle, and that's 
unfortunate, but like I, I see the opportunity there that we plan to take a bigger market share, whether it's through acquiring their customers in some kind of formal arrangement, um, in people having fire sales trying to recover their own wealth, or um, whether it's through just reduced competition. So when it does come back up, there's you know we take a bigger market share and. That's that's one area that um, I think we'll be focusing on in the recovery phase of this, and and not to capitalise on other people's misfortune, but we've positioned ourselves where we um, will survive this time of uncertainty, and but then there's going to be a huge amount of opportunity on the recovery phase to um, to take bigger market share and expand our business. And uh, we've got four locations in our business um, where we we are. So our base is out here in Mount Isa, which is a regional city, which we've got no confirmed cases of coronavirus out here at the moment which we're pretty lucky um but then our other branches all have and they've all been pretty well heavily affected with just reduced amount of work because nobody wants to get the electrician over unless they've got no power or the aircon's not that important because it's still cooling or that new aircon can wait a little while there's those sorts of things so um as we honestly as the as the recovery phase comes in lots of other small businesses will be in the same boat and they might not be in as good a position so um, I'd say there'll be less competition on the on the other side of this. So that's an opportunity that we're looking forward to is take it, take advantage, take a bit more uh, market share. So I'm pretty excited about that opportunity. So thanks. Um, I have a question. So when this uh, the virus came down, when was your moment of oh shoot or sugar, and when did you ship ship from? oh, my God, this is terrible, to this is an opportunity. Was there a defining moment for you? Or is it just that you have been this positive person that drives all your friends and family nuts because you have this positive attitude? Or was there a defining moment for you? Anyone want to go first? I'll, I'll jump in because it was very black and white. I woke up Sunday morning about a week, two weeks ago, and I realized that Saudi Arabia and Russia started an oil war with each other. And I'm from Alberta, Canada, one of the oil capitals of the world. And I woke up and the first word I said is not something I can say right now. And then the second <laughs> word I said was like, yes, there's going to be so much pain and so much opportunity. This is ridiculous. Like, I can't believe this. Thank you. Anyone else? I didn't have quite as a defining moment, but I, uh, I processed it over a few days. And as the government makes this big announcement, they're changing all of this and they're, you know, no gatherings. And it wasn't until I got the emails from all my kids' sports that said, we're banning all your kids' sports. And I, I come home and told the kids there's no sport. And I thought, huh. And then my wife said something about uh, creating an exercise or, or doing our own activities, our own sport with the kids, going bike riding or bushwalking and all that kind of stuff. And I thought, now is the time to make the best of this an opportunity it was just that yeah. moment said to me about doing different things with the kids going bike riding in the bush and stuff and then i just thought yes there is so much opportunity why are we worried about this right let's put some things in place yeah we need to do that shit but look at the opportunity holy crap this is a chance to do something different so that was the sort of moment it was over a little bit of time but it wasn't until i sort of really impacted me personally that i went oh damn it <laughs> thanks anyone else I think for me, it was basically Wednesday when most of the bars and restaurants shut down and then we decided to close our store. I think that was a very difficult, dark day. We left early and I thought 
what am I going to do? So for I stayed home for about the first two hours and then I ran out of things to do because I'm a person that always needs to be busy. And uh, from there, I just decided I have to get up. I still have to have a routine. I have to keep learning. So I'm taking another course right now. And I just need to be the person that all the employees that I still have look forward to. And so one little small thing we started doing this morning and my really good friend sent it to me. She said, right now, don't think about it. Where you're sitting, send me two pictures of what makes you happy. Mm. And that's what we did. And I started it with all my friends and my family. So my sister is a nurse in Toronto, one of the biggest hospitals. She's the second screener. And um, she sent me some turtles on her desk and her calendar of her kids. So it's just those little small things. If you look around the room that you're in, for me, it was my two dogs, my husband, and I'm not going to lie, my Peloton. And (laughs) it just made, (laughs) made me happy. It was like every everybody was here and my dogs are so happy to have me home and my husband hardly ever sees me. So I'm just going to enjoy it and I'm going to take it for what it is. You never get a break like this to just actually enjoy your family or the people that mean the most to you. Thank you. Jamie, we haven't heard from you. No, I was purposely waiting till the end because here's Jamie, Mr. Positivity, that guy that's always there. Um, I, I did have a moment. I actually had a moment on this last Monday here. Um, you know, I'm looking for the opportunities. I'm finding it. Everything is going great. And then Monday came around and it was the news. Yes, I'm going to admit it came from the news. Uh, my wife, Steph, she got reading some stuff out there. I'm like, wow, you know, we need to do a little bit better job of being proactive on the supplies that we have here. Right. So it was, you know, maybe instead of having two, three cans of beans downstairs, maybe we should have six. Right? We weren't looking to do a bunch of hoarding. And for just a moment, you know, I went into that little scarcity. I went into that little mindset of, oh, my God, I've got to take care of myself. And then I recognized, no, we don't need to hoard. We don't need to do anything like that. What I really have to do in this moment is give back even more, is to be able to, you know, look for opportunities for some of these mom and pop shops. Mick, I saw one of your posts that you put out there. You shared a post about how many businesses were going to close because of this. And I see this as, you know, our, all of us in this group, our social responsibility to be able to work with other people out there to share their business. We don't want to see these businesses go out of business. We don't, right? We rely on them every day, even though we can't necessarily go there and sit down and have that sit down meal. Maybe sometimes once a week, twice a week, maybe we do need to think about that takeout or something along those lines to keep those businesses going, to do our part. And at the same time, let everyone else know. I, I put out a couple posts on social media. I want to know whose people's, you know, what, what business they have. I want to know if there's a way that I can give back. If I can talk about them, share what they do, share a little bit about their service or whatever it is. Maybe they come on a show with us. Maybe we start something out where we have a show, we're the panel, and we bring some of these businesses on to be able to share their product, their service, whatever it is, to do our part that way to really bring some recognition to them. I don't know, but those are the thoughts and that's the ideas that change me from scarcity. Oh, my God, I've got to go stock up to one of optimism, to one of finding the opportunity in the moment. Cool. For me, I'm the eternal voyeur. I like to sit back and look and uh, at people and figure out and it could have been last weekend my wife uh, Tina was on a workshop so I had a lot of time by myself to sit and 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 be in my own thoughts and so many of my friends were scared 
petrified because they because I were live in Calgary, Alberta, and a lot of oil companies are head office in Calgary, Alberta, and they were scared because they were losing their jobs, person after person after person. And all I could think about is how can I support them? And I realized all I can be is the calm and in the storm. And it was that clarity that which was part of the impetus to have us get together was I need to change my thought pattern to be the calm, but also to be able to say that there is an opportunity in everything, in every in every tragedy, there's always an opportunity. It could be a learning opportunity, a development opportunity, but there's always something. And it was at that point in time that I realized that this, when I changed my thought process and recognized that this isn't happening to me, but rather it's happening for me, it changes when I recognize that it's happening for me. So how can I do something different? How can I change my thought patterns? How can I get, if I'm complaining, I now have time. If I'm complaining about getting overweight or not eating healthy, now is the time when I have the time to, to, uh, to get healthy, to look after myself, look in different things, look in parts of me that I'm afraid to look at, you know, um, and sometimes that's just a call to Jamie. <laughs> <laughs> sometimes that's all it is, isn't it? Yes. Amen. Yeah. I think we've all put in those calls to Jamie, let me tell you. <laughs> and you know what? I'm, I'm glad that I can serve. And, and that's one of my ways of giving back to, because I know there's a lot of people and, 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 and there is that scarcity mindset going out there. But right? if I can donate 30 minutes of my time, if I can donate 45 minutes of my time, to get on a call and make a difference in a person's life, then I want to do that. I believe, for me, I believe I'm a very high altruistic person. Uh, the disc and values profile, and I come out, altruistic is through the roof. It's about, I don't know, 87, 89, like it's insane. What that means is that I truly have a passion, a desire to help others and see that. So when I see people suffering, I just want to go give them that big hug, although I know I'm not allowed to right now. I'll give them a virtual <laughs> hug. I'll give them a virtual <laughs> hug. But if it's even just getting on that phone, and finding those opportunities in the moment, getting one, two, maybe three tools of how to change what's going on, then I can feel good, they can feel good, and that's what's really important to me, right? I, I love to give back. Hallelujah. Right, that's Anyone have any some random thoughts that they want to throw in here? We're at about 40 minutes. Yes, yes. I can't believe that my entire youth, I was a loner till I was like 12 or 13, and I was ridiculed and ostracized, and now it's the cure to kill the virus. Social distancing <laughs> is the answer. I like what? Now I'm now I'm very extroverted and love being around people, and I don't want to social distance. But I'm just laughing that like what I grew up doing was shamed, and now it's promoted as the solution. It's crazy. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I think it's quite funny. So the. Everybody always, especially in regional Australia, everyone wants to move to the cities. And now in the cities, everyone's in isolation and lots of shops are shutting down. And out here in regional Australia, we're sitting, sort of sitting untouched. And we're like, well, there's huge opportunity out here. Now people are starting to realise that maybe it's actually not such a bad place to, to live after all. We had a, a couple of fly and fly-out workers and uh, they said, oh, we might just move out to Mount Isa, I think. It's a bit, bit safer out there. There's less 
less city, less, you know, like less, less going on, there's a lot lower risk of catching the virus. So they're like, well, you know, it's for, for everyone, all of the regional Australia want to go compared to the cities and live in the, on the coast and stuff. And now they're sitting back going, oh, maybe regional Australia is not so bad after all. <laughs> <laughs> so what time is it in, in, in Australia right now, Mike? Uh, 7.40. 28. So thank you for getting up uh, bright and early for us on a Saturday morning. <laughs> no, that's okay. It's my pleasure. If we can uh, serve some people out of this and they get some value, it was worth every minute. Yeah. It was worth every minute just to meet you amazing people. Absolutely. Awesome. Likewise, likewise. It is opportunity. It is a positivity mindset that's going to get us through all of this. Right? Ultimately, when we train ourselves and we practice it over and over and over, we choose not to focus in on all the doom and gloom and all the negativity, but maybe where we can simply go and contribute. Or we can take just a little bit of our time, right? a little bit of our money from our business, a little bit of our effort and put it towards that greater good to serve that greater purpose. Maybe then we've actually met our purpose in life. Maybe that's what it's all about. Like you say, Neil, right? Life doesn't happen to us. It happens for us. Perhaps this moment, this time is our time that we can give back, that we can go fulfill our destinies and what we were brought here for. Now, that's opportunity at the maximum. You can't forget to mention how the world is doing so much better, like Earth-wise, with all the factories and everything shutting down and all the carbon off-gassing and everything. So it's nice to see that. That's a huge bonus. It certainly is. Yeah, we're all going to hit our 2050 commission or uh, emission reduction in six months. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> unbelievable. Yeah, it is. It is. It is truly amazing. And that I, I heard something the other day, someone was sharing with me that, um, and, and gosh, I can't remember the location of the place, but the dolphins had actually come back somewhere. Where, I saw that too. Right? They, they weren't there for the longest time. You know, gases, pollution, boats, all that sort of stuff. And now the dolphins are coming back. Right. I think this is a recalibration. I think this is a little bit of a reset that, you know, really everything is going to be changed from this moment forward. And for those of us who are embracing it, right, for those of us who are finding the opportunity in those moments, who are truly embracing it, we're the ones that we're going to go on to succeed. Right. We'll succeed in a socially responsible way, not trying to profit off this time, but genuinely, genuinely helping. And I think it's made us slow down as a whole community. And I think it's like you talked about all the divorces, but it's actually making my family better because I'm around more and I'm present. And my family that lives out of town, I'm talking to them every day, multiple times a day. So I think if we're and we're creating we're creating that community within, you know, just your friends, because I'm reaching out a lot more to my friends than I would during a busy day, just to see if they're okay. And I have one friend every evening about seven o'clock that calls me just to check in to see how my day was. So I think things like that are huge. Yes. Uh, Yeah. The only thing I think John, I think John would have wanted us to buy Zoom. (laughs) 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 So if we would have had a crystal ball, we would have bought Zoom. And we talked about it offline, toilet paper. <laughs> yes. We certainly did. I see like the the, the landscape change today is about, uh, say like coffee shops, for example, and with the reduced numbers and the reduced amount of people maybe going to the office even long term, once the world gets back to normal as normal, 
um, and everyone starts to recover and business starts to return to usual, there'll be less numbers, less people, because more people will still be working from home. So what does the coffee shop do? How do they innovate? Why don't they, you know, there'll be suburban or mobile coffee shops to set up in suburbia, go where there's a lot of people that work from home, go and set up a mobile coffee van and go around and these sorts of things, I think, just to change the landscape of the business long-term. Like, you sell coffee? Yep. Well, sell it to where your people are. They're, not, they're no longer there, so where are they? They're in the suburbs now where there's no coffee shops. So let's go set up something out in the suburbs so that um, the people that do work from home and all those people can access, they still can go and have a coffee and they can still do all that really cool stuff like they would normally do in the city and create that experience for them at home. And I think that those sorts of innovations in business will really change the landscape um, of that city environment, spe uh, specifically that city environment, I think, because it'll reduce the number of people in there and more people will be out in the, re in the, in the suburbs and stuff. And, and those the businesses that adapt and shift to that were the ones that will really succeed um, in the recovery phase and going forward in the next year or two. Yeah, absolutely. That creates big opportunity. As you were talking about the coffee, what it what it gave me a flashback to is, um, you know, years ago when we were having the wars and stuff, everyone was getting shipped out to where they were. Well, Tim Hortons was also getting shipped out as well. The Canadian coffee chain here, rather big chain in Canada. And yeah, they would ship out those trailers, those ready to go trailers. So no matter where it was, boom, you could still have your Tim Hortons. This creates yeah. that opportunity. Number one, right, maybe instead of tiny homes, some of these people start taking those trailer chassis and they start moving into, you know, in, into these mobile shops, these, these food trucks or something. Maybe it is looking at something like that. Maybe it's recognizing, hey, we have to review our permitting and whatnot and do it different. Uh, we've got a comment here from Erica Morris on here. <laughs> Nine months Earth. <laughs> yeah, I suspect yeah. there's a little bit of that going on as well. No question. Yeah. It's consequence of a little bit of a, the consequence of a bit of time at home with your family. <laughs> exactly. And I'm thinking that's a pretty good consequence. As long as we're allowed to hug them, though. I don't know. As long as, long as we're allowed to hug them. Uh, there's some rude Facebook memes that uh, basically say that, you know, if you're one of those toilet paper hoarders, maybe you shouldn't be procreating. <laughs> <laughs> yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. Yeah. Yes, it's um, definitely given a lot of uh, a lot of material for comedians going forward. I feel this. Oh this yeah. Whole... Oh yeah. yeah. Okay. There it is. What, on Facebook or on Instagram, I love that a lot of the 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 big stars are doing free free concerts. They're just doing uh, their live concerts in their home. Um, John Legend and Pink, and they just they hooked it up to the their Instagram account and just sang. Chris, Chris Martin, Martin. Yeah. Did, did you see Chris Martin do his from Coldplay? Yeah. He did. He was taking requests. Yeah. What? He had the guitar, he had the piano, and he was making requests. And I was like, Colin, this is amazing. This morning we just sat there and watched it. Let's yeah, it's beautiful. Yeah, it is. That's amazing. Right. That's that's incredible. I think that's really what it's all about, right? Giving back. That's what they're giving doing. Giving back. And Jamie, you always say to me, how do you bring value, yeah. right? Yeah. These people are bringing value to us. And I think that's something we have to think about, how to give back and how to bring value. And I think that will help sustain us with our businesses and with moving forward where we where we end up in this. Yeah. Well, and Mick, Mick, to your earlier point about how you said, like, afterwards, how does this change? How does it look, you know? you got to adapt and have suburban coffee shops. And I think the ice cream truck comes back in a big way now. 
you know, not, not just belly button high pants for girls, but the ice cream truck is going to come back and you're going to see a renaissance and it, it changes a lot of things. And I think this is a really good opportunity for people to take a minute and ask themselves like, Hey, what have I been putting on the back burner that I keep making excuses for? What, what do I really want? Do I want to move? Do I want to work on my relationship? Do I want to start a new career? Do I want to go to school? Like now's the time, you know, everybody waits till January 1st. Well, January 1st is here. So take the time, think about it and let this be the kick in the butt if you need one to get started. And because, because I think, you know, one of you guys mentioned people have a lot more time now and, and they can reflect and much more connected. And I think this gives people an opportunity to look backwards and say, wow, I was kind of scared. I, I kind of feared for my life. And I recognize that what's really important in this moment is not what I have been chasing or not what I thought. Yeah. And uh, Hallelujah. yeah, I saw somebody put a Facebook post out there a couple of days ago and, and they said like, you know, what are you grateful for? And by the time I had read it, there was like 35 comments and all of them said family. One, every single one of them said family. I was the one that said business and stock opportunities, but <laughs> it was number th- it was number three on the list. Okay, you better bump three. that up to number one. <laughs> no, found family still number one. But only a week into our you know our self distancing, we'll ask in yeah. three weeks what's important to people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You might you might find that toilet paper is the most important. <laughs> <laughs> And it, even that is an interesting conversation because right now there's certain things that are important, but some families aren't used to being together for this long. And the, that dynamic, like the people in abusive relationships, now that they're tied into it, how is do we have the social network to be able to to support them? And I think that's going to be apparent that we may or may not have it. And if we don't have it, I think that will change to to uplift and bring us to create this social network so that we can support those people. That's absolutely right, no question. Opportunity. Every single thing. I must have said that word about 20 times now in this, but that's really what it is, right? One of those questions I ask myself all the time is, hey, what's the opportunity here right now, right? That has become one of those standard definition definition questions that no matter what's going on, I'm priming myself to go and find, go and seek out that opportunity, whether it's to help, to make an impact, to change someone's life, to help someone's business, whatever it is. When we focus in on that, when we have that opportunity with our families, when we've got that extra time to really connect and really communicate, my gosh, I think some amazing things are going to happen. They certainly are. For sure. So who here is using technology or are we uh, electronically to, uh, are you we using Zoom more? Are you using things or are you picking up the, the old fashioned rotary dial phone and connecting via phone? What are you using to connect to those people that are important to you? So we use, um, in our business, we use Zoom a fair bit. Uh, so we have a couple, we already have four people that work remotely. So we've had some amazing people come to, Van Iser and work for our business and we didn't want to lose them from our business. So probably about 18 months ago, years ago, we set up the ability for people to work remotely because we didn't want to lose them from our business and they left town and went somewhere else. Um, so we actually have four people that work remotely. So we've been using Zoom and we use it. We've noticed more and more. So I jumped on Zoom with my coaching and um, 
helping other businesses, I've brought that into the contractor business. So our meetings are now via Zoom instead of on the phone uh, and that kind of thing. So I think more and more as we go forward, we'll use that um, more and more and more and, you know, making plans now. Obviously, when things happen to be able to work the office work remotely, just to avoid that congregating of people, even though we're service contractors and they're out in the, in the community and out in the world working for people, uh, just to reduce that congregation of people uh, at one place. So we'll then set up Zoom for our morning meetings and things like that um, as we go. So I think more and more we'll be using Zoom and, and my kids use Zoom to talk to grandparents and or Skype or one of the one of the many video mm -hmm. platforms talk to their grandparents and stuff. So. I think that'll happen more and more. It happens a little bit in our family, but it'll happen more and more and more over the next weeks and months. Thanks. Anyone else? Uh, we do Zoom. We do a ton of FaceTime and phone. I still phone phone family and make time for that, or friends, but FaceTime, definitely a ton. Thanks. Myself, I use whatever means possible. Um, whether it's Facebook Messenger, Facebook Chat, um, I'll get on to WhatsApp. Uh, Zoom's a big one for me as well. Notice, notice what's happening here, John. You're thinking, buy Zoom, buy Zoom. <laughs> but, but really, it, it is Zoom's one of the big ones as well. When I'm doing those conferences with clients, with all that, yeah, I'm hopping onto Zoom. Me, I like to be, I like to be as as mobile friendly as possible, and I can't stand long distance charges. So I'll let my clients, because of course I, I, you know, I work all over the world. Mick, when you and I talk, we use Skype. Right, we'll yeah. use make voice or whatnot, but I'm good for any of those opportunities, whatever it is, doesn't matter what it is, whatever's gonna work. Hey, we want to be able to utilize the technologies out there. I'm a big fan of it. I love it. It makes my life simpler. So this crisis, this, has this made your family closer? Uh, Bailey had said that she believed that it, I may be paraphrasing, that it made her family closer. Anyone else? I'll say it has for me. Um, I notice that I'm, I'm calling my mom a lot more. I mean, she's not all that far away or whatnot. I don't I don't go vis visit her because she's in her 70s and stuff. And, you know, God forbid that I did pick something up. I wouldn't want to do that. But I notice that I am on the phone with her a lot more, talking to her a lot more, making sure that she's okay. Is there anything I can help her with? Does she need me to get groceries or whatnot? I mean, she's completely capable of doing it herself. But on the off chance she didn't want to get out, um, yeah, we're connecting more. Steph and I, we, we've got some more time and stuff too. So, you know, we're spending that time together and stuff, which is really great. Um, not a whole lot we can do, but even even bike riding. Uh, I think it was Monday. I went out for a great little bike ride. Hadn't gone in a long time. Um, I went up to Walnut Grove, which is kind of North Langley area, and rode through there. And it's been years since I've been through there. And it got me to reconnect with that old part of myself. And I was able to introduce Steph into that area too, which was which was also really nice. Thanks. And I think for me, even my immediate family, like sitting down, having conversations about what we're gonna do and how what's happening in the world and explaining that to your kids and really connecting, sitting around and just even connecting with your immediate family, I think has changed a bit. Like we're not in isolation here, so it hasn't quite, uh, and still school is in, out here in Man Isa, still school's op operational. So it's not quite as, um, far along as America, like I said, but even just sitting down and having those conversations with your family, kids and stuff about what's going on and your parents and it sort of has helped them like, connect everyone a little bit more for sure. Excellent. Yeah, I've definitely noticed not, not so much me. I, I typically tend to be the one who reaches out and prompts people. Um, and I've noticed in the last couple of weeks, a lot of people have started to prompt me and call me and it's been, it's been a nice, you know, reciprocity because 
it makes you feel important. It makes you feel special. You know, things are, people are thinking about you. So it's been good. Yeah. Excellent. I have a question for the group. What, what does um, each of us think is the single biggest opportunity um, for business moving forward? Like there's massive industries going to be collapsing and like airlines and tourism and things like that. But what do you see as the biggest opportunity for business going forward? For me, as a, as a coach about that we all have a purpose and a passion, it would be helping those affected to rediscover or reignite what it is that they're here to do in the world and get them to, uh, to go and do it. I think for me, I think businesses now, I think some businesses just always got the business. So I'll say for some airlines, maybe we didn't have the nicest stewardess sometimes. And now I feel like everything is going to go back to service of being kind, being a little bit nicer. And people are going to want to only work with those businesses that are offering that. That's a really good point. I, I think in general, you're going to see either a falling off of business because they're not willing to innovate and, and they just go away. Um, you've also got the baby boomer generation, which is retiring and they're not typically, you know, downloading their business to their sons and daughters. They don't really want to be a part of it. It's hard to sell. So I think there's going to be in general, just a ton of opportunity in, in a lot of industries, air traffic and airlines being one of them, because People are going to crave human connection more and more as we socially distance ourselves permanently, because like somebody said, it's good for the bottom line. People and organizations are going to realize to get rid of the commercial space, downsize, work remotely. So work retreats, you know, workshops, weekends away, hotels, tourist towns, I think are going to boom. And air travel in general is one of the number one, you know, lead indicators of growth because it's very connected to human race growth. And if we do have a resurgence, if we do have more people, I mean, don't forget, you've got almost 2 billion people coming into the middle class this decade alone between Asia, South, you know, Latin America and India. And those yeah. people want to travel. They've got money, they want to travel. So I'm actually have positions in airlines right now. It looks like a bloodbath because it is. And when the dust settles, you know, Bailey, I think service is going to be huge. I think, I think because consumers now have true choice and they can be pickier with their dollars, that the operators that were allowed to kind of get through and slough off and not really focus on the best client experience, I think they're going to dry up and go away. Here, here. Absolutely. Yeah. One of the biggest Thanks. opportunities that I think right now, and this, and this might be a little bit counterintuitive, but I see it as an opportunity for businesses to maybe slightly step out of their swim lane and go do something that's really, truly socially responsible to build brand equity by doing something radical, by really truly going and making that difference, by finding the opportunities right now to really give back in some way, shape or form through time, through effort, through funding support, whatever it is, to maybe step out of that swim lane to really show that good. All these companies that have these amazing slogans and logos of how we give back and how important our customers are, Maybe this is the time to really double down on that and instead of shying away from it, step up and go make that difference. The, the impact of that right, is going to be huge. We're going to remember 
right? We're going to remember those businesses that have really taken the opportunity to step up and step out and maybe do something outside a little bit to give back, right? Bailey, you started it out with sharing, hey, you're going to give some of that hand sanitizer away. No cost, no nothing. You want to give it away to those people who need it the most. That's amazing, right? And that's a big difference. That's you being in your town. I mean, yes, you. I guess you could sell it in the store, but I wouldn't say it was going to be one of those main brands. That would be something that is out of the swim lane, yet at the same time, it's really giving back. That's that social responsibility that I talk about. I love that. That's a massive opportunity. Sweet. Awkward silence. <laughs> it's just Gosh. silent admiration for a good-looking man. Yep. <laughs> so we're just under an hour, so maybe it's time that uh, we uh, say our goodbyes. We're, I think we've had a good run at this. I bl feel blessed and privileged to have spent an hour of my life with some really good people, and I think that we have shared some incredible talents and gifts and some wisdom there, and if I trust and hope that people will uh, view or watch this at a later date and uh, we share it at the heck right out of it. So last words, any and all of us, maybe not your very last words, but <laughs> for today on this program. For me, it's thanks very much for all of you guys for, for the energy and the time and and uh, for your insights and for the people watching, um, think about what the people who do business with need and make that happen. Innovate. That's my last message. Thanks very much, everyone. Really appreciate it. Okay, one and Dwayne. Yes, it will be shared. It'll it's it will be on Facebook and it will be on YouTube. So every one of the the panel here will be able to share it on YouTube. So yeah. Next up. Uh, I want to say thank you for inviting me to be on here. It was really nice to meet all you gentlemen this afternoon. And I just want to say we choose each day and every moment the way that we think and the state of mind that we are in. And I think if we choose positivity every day, even though it's tough and we all have our moments, we'll be in a much better place when we're out of this. And I just want to say if anybody wants to reach out to me just for a chat uh, on the phone, FaceTime, your Instagram, Facebook, I'm here for you. So thank you. Yeah, baby. <laughs> oh, What's going on? Don't learn dancing from John, though. I just want to say thank you very much for the time. People out there, don't freak out. This too shall pass. If you look back in six weeks, six months, six years, you're not even going to remember half of the way you feel today. Look longer term. Don't make decisions out of pure emotion. Make sure to take some time, reflect, think, spend time with your family. Take this as an opportunity. And dance, shake that ass. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. I want to thank everyone for coming on today. It was really last minute. I mean, this came up just yesterday. It was one of those total spur of the moments. And the fact that everyone made the time, I want to honestly thank you, sincerely thank you from my heart. That is incredible. 
it really is a beautiful life that we have, much like the song, and I want to celebrate that. <laughs> if all that anyone got out of this was just that one or two ideas of how to innovate, of how to grow, of how to change, most importantly, to be socially responsible and make that impact, then everyone here, we've done our job. So I thank you for that. What did I tell you? It was a long one, no doubt about it whatsoever. Thank you so much for tuning in today. I hope you got massive value out of that. And really, you do take something and go and make that difference. Can't wait to catch up real soon. We'll catch you on the flip side.